welcome to day 39 of uh, Shaped by the Word. Paul Camp here with uh, Cindy Camp mm-hmm. and uh, David Keefe. Hey guys. We have been reading through the Gospel of Luke together as a staff and uh, enjoy the thought of knowing that you're reading along with us. Uh, we love reading at community here and uh, we love the idea that you're reading at community with us. We hope you're using the Uversion app as you read along and you can encourage us you know, with your comments after each one of your readings. Uh, as a body of Christ. So there's several people uh, that have uh, joined you. God's Word is a beautiful treasure that we have. Uh, you know, Paul says it's the very breath of God. And of course, when we talk about the breath of God, we talk about Him breathing life into us. We see the valley of the dry bones where He breathes over them and they come back to life. And uh, His Spirit, through His Word, gives life to us. And so as we turn to His Word, we look to Him to continue His work in us. Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift of your word. We thank you that you make yourself known to us in it. And we thank you that the more we gaze upon the beauty of your word and the more we see Jesus, the more uh, we are drawn to his majesty and his beauty and his holiness. We're also disrupted by his, his call in our lives. Father, give us strength as we read to have grace to respond to you and your call in our life for your glory, for our joy. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Yesterday we read about uh, Jesus cleansing, you know, the temple. And uh, we pick up on that in uh, chapter 20, uh, where the rulers question Jesus and his authority. So let's begin reading in Luke chapter 20 and verse 1. One day as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the good news, the chief priests and the teacher of the law together with the elders came up to him. Tell us by what authority you are doing these things, they said. Who gave you this authority? He replied, I will also ask you a question. Tell me, John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, all the people will stone us because they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered, we do not know where it was from. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. He went on to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard, rented it to some farmers, and went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Sent another servant, but that one also they beat and treated shamefully and sent away empty-handed. He sent still a third, and they wounded him and threw him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my son, whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When the people heard this, they said, God forbid. Jesus looked directly at them and asked, Then what is the meaning of that which is written? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. The teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately because they knew he had spoken this parable against them. But they were afraid of the people. What a gripping parable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We begin, you know, with uh, Jesus... uh, Jesus' authority, and uh, we, we said yesterday, as you know, Jesus came riding into Jerusalem on on a donkey. He, he was uh, 
coming in, you know, as a king, being proclaimed as a king, and he exercises the authority of a king uh, in the things of God, you know, by driving, you know, those who were buying and selling out of the temple to reclaim it as a house of prayer for all peoples and for all nations. And uh, as he's teaching in authority, uh, the thing that you'll notice, you know, in all of the Gospels, you know, the people that were amazed at his teaching because of the very authority with which he taught, he's actually taking the Old Testament and reinterpreting it, and sometimes, you know, giving it a new meaning altogether. And so they're amazed at the way that he's teaching and the things he's doing, and of course, what he has just done in the temple. And so they said, who, uh, who gave you authority to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, we we have our authority from our little club, and uh, and a pilot's kind of approved of our authority. Where 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 do you get your authority? And Jesus, you know, turns the table on him and said, "Answer this question for me. I just want to see if you recognize authority when you see it." Mm-hmm. And and of course, the question he asks is, "Yeah." He says, uh, "John's baptism was it from heaven or of human origin?" Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know the difference? Yeah. Do you know the difference between what is just you know man being man, mm-hmm. which is what you guys are doing, and God being God, which is what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. That's pretty rich. Mm-hmm. And they didn't seem to know the difference. <laughs> well, they 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 <laughs> they might have. I, it mm-hmm. seems like they might have wanted to say, "Oh, that was just you know, John was from man, and you're from man." You know, speaking of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, which is just the opposite. But he said, "We're not going to say that one because that one will probably get us stoned." Yeah, because the people think he was a prophet. Yeah, not that we yeah. do, but they do. They're recognizing yeah. true mm-hmm. authority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the people are recognizing the true authority in the message of John, in the invitation of John to repent and be baptized, and also in the teaching of Jesus. He taught us one who who had authority. And then just that question um, that they even asked themselves. You know, if we talking about John, if we say from heaven, he will say, "Well, why didn't you believe him?" And again, what a great question there that they were so close to it. Jesus, they're mm-hmm. preaching the good news. They'd seen John. And why didn't right. they believe him? And, and we've had, you know, the parable of the rich man uh, where, you know, in Lazarus, where he is uh, in Hades suffering and he pleads with them, you know, why don't you, if you sent someone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who had been raised from the dead, probably they would believe him. And the answer is no, they probably, they probably wouldn't. As part of that, and then we get to the you know the parable of 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 the tenants, the very similar to you know an, you know a parable, uh, you know that uh, Isaiah tells about you know a vineyard that God cares for and, and lavishes you know upon and uh, you know expects fruit from it but doesn't get any fruit. This one is a, is a little bit different because this tenant is is leased out, and uh, the way that you would lease it, you know a. Uh, you know, a vineyard like that is it would just require part of the harvest, you know, to come back, you know, to come back to you. So, what are some of the things that you guys are seeing in that passage? Well, I think we definitely get. Obviously, God is the owner of of this vineyard, and then He has sent His prophets before mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. before, and they've been mistreated and not taken seriously. And so, we get that really cool language there of in verse thirteen. Then the owner of the vineyard said, "You know, what shall I do? I will send my son, whom I love." Mm-hmm. And again, we even see that when Jesus was baptized, we get this very similar language. So yeah. we're mm-hmm. getting to see that that's Christ. And and when they saw him, all they wanted to do was kill him, which is obviously where Christ is heading. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, see, you, you see, you know, kind of, a, you know, you see a, 
elevation of how they're treating you know each one of these servants right, yeah. you know in in this parable mm-hmm. you know the first one that you know they beat him and send him away empty-handed then the second one uh they beat and he they treated him safely yeah. i don't know what that means <laughs> on top of extra. beating you we, we were going to call you names yeah. <laughs> and we don't like you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then still third and they wounded him so evidently he's you know the he's other two the other two yeah run out and you know he limps away and it does not make sense, you know, at this point, after you see the way that they have treated your messengers before, that say, let me send the one I really love. Mm-hmm. Because they're uh, elevating, you know, they're, you know that, that's nothing any of us would say. You know, I would say, you know, let's hire, you know, let's hire a small contingent, you know, to go and take back the vineyard, mm-hmm. not, you know, send someone that we deeply love. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, that that's the shocking thing that God has done in spite mm-hmm. of human rejection through the ages mm-hmm. and rejection of God's word through the ages. Still, God sent his son. And, and of course, this is exactly, you know, exactly how we treated the son. Yeah, we even see that, you know, in the verse we all love in, in John three sixteen, you know, for God so loved the world that he sent mm-hmm. his son. So it's out of his love that he's doing this, even though he and his people have been rejected over and over again. Mm-hmm. I find it kind of interesting, too, where they said, uh, oh, well, this is the, the master's son. Let's kill him and the inheritance will be ours. So I'm not sure what they were th- well, thinking but, on that, that, that the son would be out of the way and then they would take full ownership of the land then at that point. No, the, you know, uh, you've kind of had that line that you know we read you know last week where the kingdom of God and many people are trying to the kingdom has come and many are trying to seize it by force mm-hmm. and so you have you have the Pharisees you know co-opting you know the kingdom of God for their own ends and for their own purpose mm-hmm. and for their own own benefit mm-hmm. and, and of course Jesus is kind of a minor inconvenience to that because he comes with his great message mm-hmm. you know of reversal that the kingdom belongs not to those who take it by force but to the humble mm-hmm. and to the meek and, and to those that the world has forgotten and they're disenfranchised and the poor and the lame and so you've seen this all the way you know all the way through and uh, so their idea is the only way for us to you know to stay in control of the kingdom is to reject the messengers of the kingdom whether they were the prophets or finally you know the son it's is, so, and it's so true of our own hearts, you know, as we push Christ out and choose to take a stand of rebellion and, uh, you know, promote well, ourselves and oh our yeah, own kingdom. It, it's, it's always a tale that. of two kingdoms. Yeah. Well, uh, the one that we would uh, construct for ourselves mm-hmm. because we, we, we like to be in control and we like to act for self. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that uh, he's invited us to be a part of, which you deny yourself mm-hmm. and you take up your cross. Yeah. And you follow, and you follow him. And then, you know, verse seventeen, when Jesus uh, he quotes there from Psalm eighteen, you know, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Which, which made me actually go back to Psalm eighteen to just read a little bit. And I was really curious, or I found it very interesting what happens right kind of after this. You know, in Psalm eighteen, verse twenty-two, it says the stone. The bill is rejected, has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done this in this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Yeah. So for the very mm-hmm. call of the psalm is that the stone that the bill is rejected become, has become the cornerstone is to cause joy and gladness. And yet right here, everyone is angry at him and, and thinking of ways to 
to kill him. Mm -hmm. And yet this is actually supposed to cause us great joy and great gladness. No. And, and, and of course, before that, they hear this parable where the son is killed uh, so that the owners of the vineyard can actually claim the vineyard, which is just unheard of. It is not something that had even, you know, come close to happening in real life, but something that indeed was happening, you know, in the nation of Israel. Uh, Israel in the Old Testament is God's uh, vine and, and God's vineyard. You know, as Isaiah, you know, parable, mm -hmm. you know, kind of demonstrated on early in which he has invested, you know, a great deal of his care and of his grace and of his mercy and of his patience and of his blessing. And uh, when he comes, you know, to claim the kingdom for the benefit of those, mm -hmm. uh, you know, who belong to the kingdom, you know, that he is uh, killed and, and rejected. And they go, no way. That is a absurd story. And then, of course, you look at the history of Israel, and it's not absurd. Mm -hmm. uh, every time someone stood for God's truth, they were rejected by the people of God. Who, uh, you know, like the parable of the you know of the soils, uh, were caught up in in their wealth and the distractions of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, and uh, they killed the prophets, and they end up you know mm -hmm. killing the son. Matter of fact, Jesus said. How can a prophet possibly die outside of the city of Jerusalem? Mm -hmm. It's just where it always happens, mm -hmm. and so that's part of you know his his journey to Jerusalem. And then you know Psalm eighteen is you know he said, "Then tell me what that means. Mm -hmm. Who are the builders? Why did they reject the stone? And why did God choose this stone?" And then he brings it you know back to this point: everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. So you're right, there is a twist here. Mm -hmm. It's a joyful thing in Psalm 18. It's, yeah. a, it's a foreboding thing you know, here for the, for the Pharisees. And, and it's, a, it's good news for the rest of, you know, for the poor, for the lame, uh, you know, for those that have been the heart of Luke's gospel all along, but it is a foreboding okay. you know, truth for those who are hurt, comfort and ease in Zion. And also just heartbreaking at the end of this in verse 19, the, the teachers of the law and, and, and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately because they knew he was speaking this parable against them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as subtle as it might be to us, it wasn't to them. Yeah, they knew. It wasn't to them. And no repentance, no yeah. turning. They just yeah. kept going on yeah. in, on their way. And of course, even, even in a harsh parable like that, there is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and a call to repentance. But oh, they had nice. rather... Mm -hmm. Uh, they'd rather harden their hearts and maintain uh, their status quo than to be upset by the gospel. Mm. Uh, David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah. Father, we do thank you again for time in your word. Um, Father, um, even the, the passages that are a little more difficult and a little more weighty, um, we do know and we do thank you for your grace that we can today repent and then we can turn to you and, and we can seek after your kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so, Father, may um, the stone that the builders have rejected, the cornerstone, which is Christ, may, may he cause us great joy and great celebration today. Um, may we marvel in, in the wonderful plan of our God to save us. Um, and when time and time again he has been rejected, he sent his son for us. And so thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you so much for the heart of our Father who has come after us in such grace and in such love. Mm -hmm. And we ask that we would 
see that today and that we would celebrate that good news. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.